between Google updates, website changes, and the fast pace of the online world, businesses today can only hope to understand the changing digital marketing scene. Welcome to the WebBuzz Podcast, your home for all digital marketing buzz. From the trends, hacks, and updates all around the web, welcome your hosts, Sean Tiberio and Roger Valdez. What's going on, world? Welcome to another week, the Web Buzz Podcast. I gotta say, it's a really good week when the first thing my co-host comes on and says to me is I showered today. <laughs> I, the studio. I don't know why. <laughs> I showered today. I know it's a good day. And look out, folks, because you know who he is, Mr. Roger Valdez, the one that just codes and codes and codes and flips the script on algorithms when he showers he's in his a game so what's up my man what's happening so fresh and so clean buddy so fresh and so clean (laughs) so 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 yesterday all right i do shower (laughs) yesterday i had a lot i woke up you know i went out for my run did my workout and then i checked my you know a couple emails on my phone there was a, a call that was last minute you know that for for me at least i jumped on and Sean knows our schedule. It just rolls. Next thing I know, it's one in the morning and I'm in my workout clothes and it's it's been an entire work day that I've gone through my entire day. Just did, didn't do anything. <laughs> so did you, did but, you realize that you went the whole day when your wife never came in the room? <laughs> she was nice enough not to mention that (laughs) well (laughs) you gotta understand it's like uh i have a home office so a lot of time my uniform right it's like my uniform looks the same (laughs) so a lot of time does look like my workout clothes so she probably didn't know but you know she she might have kind of she was yeah she she was nice about it she was nice about it (laughs) so wait a minute was yesterday the day that she busted open the coconut too Ah, the, the, the day before. Yeah. That's when I recorded a video. (laughs) Just wanted uh, some, uh, coconut juice and, uh, we had some fresh coconuts uh, that we kind of went and picked and, uh, decided to kind of lie. I was, I was a slight bit FOMO on that one. I I just, (laughs) I wanted to be there busting open the coconut, uh, with you. I did laugh at one of our clients. Um, I don't know if you saw that comment. He said something like, is, is that, the way you take out the frustration of Sean making funny at the start of the podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that now that's uh it's a good time. It's, it's a good, uh, a little, a, a little skill. Actually. Um, I did not know, obviously you can whack at a coconut all you want, but you know, I've been out to a couple places here on Guam um, and uh, ran into one of the guys that we always see out there, gave us a little, a little bit of tips, got my little machete. And now, you know, once in a while, I like to crack open a coconut, fresh coconut here at the house. So it's funny you say there's a little bit of a skill. One way you can go about it, just beat the crap out of that sucker. And I bet eventually you'll get it to pop open and, and you get some some good juice. Who knows? Maybe you spill all of it because you pop it open the wrong way. Or you learn the skill set to do it the way Roger did. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you got to go check out his his Facebook page. Did you actually get that only on Facebook or did we finally learn to use Instagram personally. And did we get that on the Instagram account? I have to now put it on Instagram. So I don't, <laughs> I just got it on Facebook right now, but you guys can go, go watch it over there. But uh, very soon, probably today, tomorrow, 
I'll go ahead and put it uh, and, and on what's Instagram. What's the as well. new Instagram handle? Uh, askrogervaldez.com or askrogervaldez. Yeah. So on everybody, everybody watching, whether you're live or, or later uh, on one of the platforms, go hit Roger up on Instagram and say, where's that video at until it gets posted. And then when it does, comment galore <laughs> because your skill and your process of beating that coconut open. This is funny. I had no intention on using the coconut scenario as the transition into today's topic. But as soon as you said <laughs> you could just whack it like crazy and eventually get it, it's kind of like business. And what we're going to talk about today, marketing, technology, all these resources to really explode. You can just go crazy and just kind of reach for anything or just beat it over the head, so to say. And as the old saying goes, the blind squirrel ever you know, finds a nut every so often, or you can be a little more skilled, get the right machete. And I don't know, there was like this methodical little process that you had. It kept yeah. getting turned every so often and shaved down. Oh yeah. The guy, the guy that we saw do it, that gave us a couple tips on, on how to do it. Older gentleman here in Guam and, and just like no effort. Like when you know how to do something, it almost looks like zero effort, right? And that's what hmm. watch them. It's like you don't have to Hold do on. it hard. You just kind of keep going. <laughs> Go for Hold it. On. A huge gold bar moment right there. Huge. <laughs> when you know how to do it, it looks effortless. Yep. Business is that way. SEO is that way, Absol isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Once you got a process and uh, yeah, you know what you're doing. You just put it put it into play and it's it's literally uh, effortless. Ugh. So with that, I think we need to just take this transition that blossomed itself out of nowhere <laughs> and transition into today's topic because that that leads us right into what we were going to talk about. This ultimate guide to growing your business in 2021. I know 2021 has been started for a little ways. We're, we're almost done with month number two. And some may say, hey, Sean, wouldn't this, or hey, Sean and Roger, wouldn't this be a better topic for like December of 2020, planning for 2021? I agree a little bit, but I also know that many businesses came into this year probably with a better plan, you know, or they had some goals and some ideas uh, in place. And business is not easy. Digital marketing is not easy. The SEO side is not easy. Driving leads online, getting eyeballs to your website online is not easy. It looks easy. For you and your team. You know, when I sit back and I, I study and I, I see some of the results that you're, you're doing for some of our clients, it's like, man, that was super easy, but I know it didn't come easy, right? It's, you guys have spent a lot of time digging deep, which is what we're going to talk a little bit about today. But here we are at the end of month number two of the year. And I don't know, what's your thoughts on this? But I think many, the ones that are going to succeed have pushed through the early onset pain right? Things not being easy, they're, they're willing to fight and grind through it. But I bet there's a lot out there that are saying, all right, this is a little too hard. My goals maybe were a little too far-fetched. Maybe I can't quite do what I thought I was going to do online. I'm going to give up. And we see that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can definitely chime in, chime in on that. I mean, all of us have been there. All of us, and uh, we see it. We see it all the time with our clients because obviously we're always working with uh, with startup companies or medium sized companies. And the thing that we see is uh, there is a lot of ambition, right? There, the 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 mindset is there. Um, the intention 
is even there, right? It's very positive and let's do this, let's grind, let's get this done. But the reality is you only have 24 hours in a day. We're all human, right? And we can also also endure so much you know, of a pressure of what we can do. So one of the things that, that we've kind of looked at that kind of works, and uh, one thing that you might want to go back to is you probably made a list, and that would be the smart thing to do, to, to really kind of see and set your goals, write them down, make sure you have them. And what the ambition does is once you kind of go for, for quarter one and you want to dominate all of it on that list, well, you know what? Maybe you didn't do that. Maybe you got stuck, and it's time to go back to that list, see what got missed, and maybe this time around, you take a different strategy and you chunk it down, right? You go and hit probably prioritize. I'm not even going to say the easiest or hardest ones, but you're going to have to prioritize what's important for your business. But that's that's basically what we're going to get into today to see if we can kind of guide you and help you guys out how to select those type of things if, if they're in place or not. Absolutely. So with that, I want to I'm going to start by let's go ahead and share the screen here <clears throat> and bringing in this image. And for, for many, the left side of this image is going to make a lot of sense. The right side's like, yeah, that's the goal, viral funnel, viral marketing. We're going to take a different approach uh, to this whole thing. And as we talk about how to set up your business, how to really grow and expand and really kind of give you this ultimate guide, we're going to, we're going to use TRC as an example because TRC today is not TRC a year ago. Uh, we're, we're in a drastically different place. And to some outside looking in, they think maybe it was, you know, pretty simple, pretty easy. It's two of you guys going after this thing. Makes sense. You can grow the way that you did. But really, it got came down to, to exactly what Roger just said. We had a list. We had some priorities. And we constantly shifted, especially in the digital space and the resources and the tools and the systems that we leveraged to make life easier for us in a very systematic approach. And the reason that we did it was, a lot of people think, and this is kind of old school marketing here, a lot of people think that you've got to go out and at the top of your kind of business funnel, that you need all of the tools, all the resources, everything in place at one time to attract the masses, that that's the goal. I got to get as many eyeballs, as many people into this thing. I got to get as many people saying they want to talk to me so that I can eventually find the one gem that actually wants to do business with me or actually wants to buy my product. And the reason I say this is the old school method is because this is what most businesses think out there. It's what most gurus teach. It's what kind of the, the baseline of a business growth was around. However, there's this other side of the coin and this other side of the coin, it's a little bit more unique You've heard Roger and I talk about inbound, the flywheel, this concept of the wheel spinning. And as the wheel spins faster, business becomes easier. And I think this diagram right here kind of summarizes that a little bit easier. The viral funnel or the viral approach to marketing and how to really grow and scale your business, especially now, really isn't about pleasing the masses or trying to get the masses. It's about pleasing and attracting the one. The one person, in this case, client, customer, that you can delight the crap out of, that you could service at a very high level, that you can get them achieving everything that they've ever thought that they could achieve, that they came to you for whatever your service was, 
or your product just wins them over so much because it gives them everything they've ever wanted out of that product. And because of that, your business will just naturally grow because they go and talk to one person who talks to one person. And this concept of one-to-one exponentially explodes. And when Roger and I look back at 2020 into 2021, that's where we saw our biggest growth was we got really good early in 2020 on pleasing one. And we designed everything, all of our resources, all of our tools, every time. And I, I know, Roger, you can elaborate even, especially like on our stack of, on the tech side of things. We made adjustments simply for that concept right there. Will it please our a customer, right? The, the singular customer that we were attracting at the time. Will it please them at a higher level? If it will, let's make the move because it's a happy customer. It's just going to flood us uh, with opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great point that you bring there because a lot of times we want to go as, as, as a business, right? We want to grow. So we try to kind of go after the masses, uh, the, the traditional marketing. Um, and that's, I mean, you're diluting your efforts, right? Because you're trying to kind of put everybody in there and try to identify that one avatar, that one type of client. And the reason we, we kind of focused on that one person wasn't because it was a one person, it was one avatar, right? That person represented our ideal client. And that's the goal of a business. You got to identify, really, really identify who that ideal client is. And once you've done that, to, and I'm talking to the the micro, you know, uh, you know, aspect of that client. Who is that? And once you can do that, and if you find them, say you have ten clients, and one of them represents that, focus there because what's going to happen is you're going to go ahead and adjust your service, your product, whatever it might be that you're doing for that one person. But then you're naturally, virally, you'll start attracting similar type people. Why? Because you delighted that need, right? You you literally nailed that need. So now everybody that's in that's that type of avatar will start turning their heads and saying, hey, that looks cool, right? And then the other thing is that works very well, that's actually will get the ball rolling a little bit of like a, the, what they call the snowball effect is that one person that you delighted, that one person you focused on will start talking. Right. And then these days, social media is huge. So they'll start posting it wherever, you know, they're active, even offline, their friends. Um, I don't know how many people I think that's where the majority actually, Sean, can, can attest to this. I think the majority of our clients in, in, in 20, uh, 2020 came from just uh, our clients networking with, with their people. Right. And then recommending it wasn't that they went on social media. Some of them did, but majority of them just talked to their friends. And guess what? People like to do business with people they trust. And that's basically how we got the opportunity. Not that they trusted us right out of the gate. We had the opportunity to open that door and then basically talk to them and, and offer our service and then build that, that no like, and trust factors with that particular new avatar. But uh, yeah, just going after those, that, that one person can be extremely valuable. Yeah. And on that note, I know you and I had this conversation a number of times early on that if we're going to attack, you know, attract, go after uh, that, that one person. And we take this back to the flywheel here for a quick second. That one person that we needed to attract was the, the momentum creator, right? 
of it. And to Roger's point, when I say one person, I'm not talking about a singular customer. I'm talking about the one avatar, the one ideal client. Not to go too far off topic, but literally just before coming live on this this show, I was watching a case study video uh, that just got put out from HubSpot from their CAO, uh, CEO. And this was something that he said and said very clearly. Somebody asked him actually the question, were you not attracted at going after these big, large enterprise, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollar a year type uh, spenders? And he said, absolutely, we were attracted to it. But it wasn't our methodology. It wasn't our, they called it Mary Marketer. It wasn't Mary Marketer. So we weren't going to go out of our lane. And that's what allowed them to create the success that they've now gone on uh, to create is they dialed in on Mary Marketer. They built their service around Mary Marketer. And because of that, monster, monster growth. And I think that's something that we can look back and say, TRC got really good early on about getting clear on the one avatar, the one person, and then taking it a step deeper. And that's where we really want to drop some gems to each and every one of you guys today is how to look at when you know who your avatar is, when you know who that, what that singular service or singular product is, that's really going to be the kind of the catapult for your business. How do you bring the digital resources in now to get there? And what are some of the digital resources uh, that you you need to think about? So anything you want to add to that, Roger, before we we dive back over to another slide here? Uh, no, uh, I actually, you kind of nailed that really good. Um, that next slide is actually going to be something that we can definitely uh, kind of go in. So I don't want to kind of inter intermingle what I'm about to say here. Or what, what I think the next slide would probably be a more appropriate. So let's go ahead and move on. All right, let's go ahead and bring this back in. So where are we going to start? I mean, there's, there's a lot to, to unpack here. So where I want to start is first, I w- let's, let's get really clear here. This is TRC today. When we look across the, the core bubbles, in, in a sense, right? Social media, analytics, research, CRM, website development. This, this is TRC today. This was not TRC a year ago. Matter of fact, there's some things not on this chart that were in place this time last year that aren't around anymore. And there's reasons why, right? As, as we evolved, we, we had this, this talk. But I want to start first with social media. Because it is such a behemoth, and the sometimes I feel the misconception, right? We look at this chart right now, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, you know, YouTube on a weekly series now with, with these, this podcast, this podcast is a piece of, of our social campaign. The misconception is I need all of that today. I need to be on all of those platforms. I need to be unique on all those, but I need every aspect of it because it is such a, a behemoth. And I really think that hurts a lot of people feeling like they've got to do it all and do it all at a very high level. And that's something I think you and I, if I get if I get real honest here, I think it's something you and I even battled early on. I wanted, right? I wanted us to get to all those people because I came from a space of already being on a lot of those those platforms. So I wanted to like force TRC into it. And I think you and I got real clear early and it allowed us to push back away from that. And now we see the the growth 
because internally, right? The business flourished, not our social metrics, the what they call the vanity metric. Who cares how many likes and follows we have? What's hitting the paycheck, right? What's hitting the bottom line? And the company is doing very well financially because we didn't get so wrapped up early in the social side of things. Thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. So that's absolutely nailed it. Sean and I did have a couple discussions in regards to where we were heading with social media with TRC when we first started. It's like where our efforts are going to be. And the reason and the reason I, I pretty much push back a little bit in regards to how how deep we were going to go at this time. Now, it all it all depends on the right time and everything like that. And that's basically what it was. As we're kicking off our, our combined efforts, basically, and in, in developing this new company, uh, Top Results Consulting, um, I wanted to really focus. There was a lot of things to focus on. And the priority wasn't necessarily on social media all at once, right? It was on certain platforms, not gonna lie, there was certain platforms we wanted to absolutely do. But uh, one of the things that that I looked at was, we don't necessarily at this time need to be on all of them. And, and that's a question actually that comes up all the time on our on our calls with our clients is the question comes up, hey, what platform should I be on? Should I be on all of these? Is this what's going on? And in reality, the, the, the answer is always it depends, right? How much time do you have? Because if you're going to go ahead and sign up for all these platforms and you're not going to be uh, you're not going to be active on them, then they're pointless. They're just going to sit there and do nothing for you. That means you wasted that you know x amount of time on building it, maybe doing a couple of posts, but that was it. But if you're going to focus and you say, all right, I got x amount of time during my day or every couple of days to to interact with people or do posts, then pick one, two three. In some cases, it's just one guys. So it, it doesn't have to be a lot, especially if you're just getting started. Um, one platform. And then once again, which one should I sign up for? It depends on your industry. In most cases, Facebook is going to be a given. Most people have a Facebook page. That's the big, uh, that, that big player in the space for social media. So don't discount Facebook. I don't care what anybody says. Facebook is like Google. Everybody wants to say, oh, Bing's catching up. No, that's not true. Um, so right now, same thing in the social media space. Facebook is still there. <laughs> Bing is not catching up simply because you don't pay attention to Bing. <laughs> if Roger was working with you guys and focused on Bing. Bing might actually get somewhere, but uh, Google's yeah, so, got his whole attention. Sorry, folks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so you got to really focus on what's going to affect your where your avatar is, where your clients are, and that's where you want to focus There's your the gold. attention. There's the gold yeah. right there. Focusing where the avatar, right? Your singular. We go back to this diagram. If I can get over to that. Uh, that screen we go over to this diagram here right where is this person on social media to roger's point who cares what they say is the best platform or the fastest growing platform out there right now where's your avatar because if your avatar is not on tiktok then who cares how fast tiktok's growing and, and all the time that you're going to put in on it. Right. Right. So from yeah, there, so you gotta be, 
Okay. Oh, go ahead. Good. No, if you had something else, go for it. Yeah, no, no, that, that's that's basically it. You just got to really, really dial down what, where your avatar is. There's going to be some research involved. Um, you're going to really have to ask some questions and really dial that down and then just put all your effort there. And not only just, you know, once again, we go back to strategy. Okay, you, let's just say kind of for argument's sake, Facebook. You decide that, you know what, that's where my avatar is. There's a lot of people there. I'm going to start posting. Well, that's not even enough anymore, right? So you're going to start posting some things. What are you going to post, right? Well, how? what type of stuff um, are, you going, are you going to ask questions? Are you going to put just pictures? Um, so you have to have a strategy. So it goes back to the coconut scenario that we talked about at the beginning. Go talk to an expert. Read some blogs. Do some training, right? Get some wisdom get a strategy in place and then execute. Cause if you just, once again, you pick, that's where my avatar is. I'm going to put a couple pictures on there and you're going to expect to get leads. It's not going to happen. You have to, you have to have a strategy. Absolutely. So with that, that kind of opens this, this piece of analytics, you know, we have it labeled as, as uh, analytics, but the term you hear thrown around like crazy out there is KPIs, right? Key performance indicators. And I know right now, you know, here at TRC, especially a lot of our clients too, we've got Google Analytics, we've got HubSpot, a lot, a lot of data that, that could be coming in. Again, very similar to social media. Do you need it all right now? No, but a piece of analytical data coming in, whether that is through Google Analytics, whether it is through HubSpot. We prefer HubSpot out of the gate because it's simple. It's just a simple piece. Yes, do we want to get more micro into the data? Google Analytics is probably going to give us, uh, you know, user-friendly wise, going to give us the ability to go go deeper in there. But just having, you guys want to start to grow in 2021, having some insight into some of the data points. And I'll throw a couple that I feel are some of the most important right now. And I'm sure Roger's got some ideas uh, as well on his end. But big thing that I'm seeing out there at the moment, and we talk about this all the time, is traffic to the site but not just to say i know you're probably gonna laugh at this not just to say how many people do we have on a page but if we're getting traffic to the site and business isn't going anywhere it is like this huge spotlight on everything that we've got going on it's not really working we might be doing a little or a lot but if i got eyeballs on a website if i got people visiting a website and no leads no business, no sales, no next steps. Well, something's not converting there. Something isn't dialed in and it gives you that ability. So that's one that I think uh, is, is a must early on. The other one I think is, and it's overlooked, and I guess maybe we should do an episode in the future on just this topic. And that's around the email side of things. The email, your health of your actual email campaigns, your email marketing that's going on. And a lot of people overlook the email side. They think it's dead. Uh, but I, I want to remind everybody that that is your only source of owned data. That is the data that you own, the base of people that you own, their information. Facebook, Instagram, all these social platforms we just talked about, they can go away tomorrow. Will they? Probably not. They could. They could crash, they could change their algorithms, they could they, they do a number of these things from time to time, and it, you're left high and dry. So that that email health, the, the constant touch of point via email, and what's that health look like? How often are they opening it? These type of pieces. And that's the other reason we love HubSpot is it's simple, 
to get that in place, not overcomplicate the process uh, and get some things moving. And I know that's one reason you and I early looked at some of these platforms was we had Google Analytics right out of the gate, but it's too complicated to just quickly analyze. We looked at HubSpot to get moving, to be able to get some of that baseline uh, data points. Thoughts on that one or ideas? Yes. Yeah. So some of our more advanced listeners might say, hey, you can get all of that stuff from Google Analytics, right? I, I know Google Analytics very well. I've used it for years. But one of the things that, that it didn't provide was an easy access to, to Sean's point for the entire team for the marketing team, right? We have different different departments now within TRC that, you know, there's different teams that need this, this data to kind of make decisions, data-driven decisions. So one of the things that we were able to do is kind of identify through, through our diagrams and our workflows is like, all right, where is everybody at daily, right? You got to look at your team or yourself if you're just a one-man team. It's like, what do I open every day on my computer? Well, guess what? You open your CRM most likely, right? Um, so that if we can get our analytics right where people are chiming in, and I like how, how uh, uh, Sean kind of sets it up when he explains HubSpot, it's kind of like your 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 morning um, cup of coffee, morning right? Cup when you log in, yeah, morning cup. You open it up, and bam, you get a snapshot of your analytics. That is awesome. That was a game changer for me because every time I was asked that for my team to, to provide analytics for TRC and we're trying to do, it was always a scramble. We had to set certain meetings, right, Sean? We had special meetings. It was a big waste of time. Now we get to those meetings and everybody's seen the analytics. Now we're talking about the numbers, right? We can make decisions instead of having to share and um, kind of present those things. So you got to kind of look at that and it's more the, the ease right? Make your life easier. There's tools out there. And that's why we're, we're kind of, kind of not getting away from Google analytics. That's still very granular things that we still use, but you need a snapshot to make decisions as well. Daily decisions that will take, that'll move the needle in your business. Absolutely. Which leads to this next, this next bubble and that's research. And I know we've done some past episodes where we've talked briefly around things like keyword research and this type of stuff, but it goes a lot deeper than that, right? That, that is an element keyword analysis, keyword research, but I think a big piece to, to growing and some digital resources that, that'll help you is more from a competitor research, that competitor analysis uh, level, but, and also your own health, the, the health of your business, its website digitally. And you see this stack over here, Ahrefs, Google, Moz, these are all tools um, that mainly, I'll be honest, Roger and his side uh, use. I don't get too deep uh, into this. I'm more the the HubSpot, the social uh, side of things. When we get down to the next topic, CRM, that's that's more my my bread and butter, so to say. But why don't you elaborate a little bit more on that on the research side? The but more from the micro or the the macro side, not so much micro into the individual keywords. We're talking more macro competitor. How do we leverage this research? to, to make some smart decisions and how did we do it early on? Yeah, absolutely. So, so just uh, to open up this section, this is, this is a lot of data that we're kind of analyzing um, these tools uh, that we have on that chart. You got, you got Ahrefs, you got Google, you have Moz um, and there's many, many more. These are not the only ones. I want to make sure that anybody that's watching, they might be using their own tool, right? 
absolutely, absolutely fine. Now, one thing that you do have to keep in mind, Ahrefs and Moz, let's talk about those two that's on that bubble since you guys saw that. Those are very specific independent um, tools that have data from the last 12 to six months, right? And they just have uh, Google data, YouTube data, and depending on, on the tool, it'll, it'll tell you what, what kind of data they pulled. And then basically you can look up certain keywords, certain competitors, and it'll give you some results depending on what you're looking for to, to essentially um, analyze that competitor or analyze that keyword, see if it's worth, if, is there anybody searching for it, right? Um, for a competitor, um, basically, how are they doing? How, what's the health of their website? How are they ranking? How much traffic are they getting, right? Because if you uh, analyze a competitor with one of these tools and the tools telling you that this competitor is getting thousands of visitors to the site and they're ranking very well and that their health score is very high, their authority score, right? Because there's certain scores that these tools give you is very high then you might want to dig a little deeper and analyze, in other words, spy a little deeper and find out what kind of content they have on their website. Because I can almost guarantee, and this is something that people miss, uh, they look at a website and they're like, man, these guys are killing it. They're doing great. But you don't realize they look at the website and they're like, all right, they look at the homepage. But in reality, there are hundreds of blog posts, basically you know, pages within the website. And each one of those pages is answering a question within that, that industry. So those guys have become an authority, right? A trusted authority within that industry by having a lot of valuable content. And these tools allow you to analyze that and literally see what keywords they're using for each blog post. So then they can, they can build those because each keyword has potential traffic. So we can say, Sean and I, uh, what we did with TRC, we literally put that in and we, we started very low. It's like, look, let's look at some, some local competitors, look at some national competitors and see where we fit. Since Sean and I had our own independent companies, when we brought them together, when we built TRC, we were starting from scratch. Many of you guys are, have done that in the past as well, starting from scratch. Well, guess what? Don't go after the biggest player, right? You got to go after the low hanging fruit first. Get your feet wet right? Get your feet wet, find out what, what they are doing. If they're doing it well on a local level, find out what you're doing and do that. Right. And then you can start competing slowly with the higher, higher end people. But these tools become a staple almost within your process because these tools are literally going to tell you exactly what keywords have the traffic, right? So that way you're not wasting your time building content around a keyword that nobody really is going after so this goes back to the comment in regards to that says you don't don't assume right you have to go with the data don't assume so if you think someone's looking up on google and and, and this is because you looked it up that way these tools basically have put me in my place where i'm like i can almost guarantee this this keyword is super popular i put it in and there's like five searches per month, which is, which is not good. Right. And I put in something I never even thought about some, some random things and within the industry, but some random thing and it has thousands of people that are searching for that keyword. It, it depends. So that's what these tools kind of help you do identify where to focus your time and energy for those pieces of content. Cause that's basically what's going to help you build and expand your, your online presence. So you said something that I want to, I want to expand on this a hair. <clears throat> We did this early on. We started, you, you mentioned, we, we looked at a lot of local competitors, a lot of national competitors, um, did a lot of research against them. I know you were using some of the tools, Ahrefs, Moz, Google. These are the, the staples. To your point, yes, there's others out there. This is just what you and the dev team have come to enjoy and say, this is the staple. This is what we're using internally here at TRC. 
to support our clients and, and us. Again, it's all about making our clients happy. These tools give you that ability. But we did this research on, on those competitors. How did we use it to our advantage? I already know the answer, but I want you to kind of uh, explain it here. How did we then take that? Because there is a lot of our viewers, a lot of our, our, even our clients that are out there, they're just getting started. And there's, there's some things I know that you and I did that made it easy to say, hey, we could build this out. This is our service. We could build a lot of content off of this, or we could use it for this or that or whatever it was. So how did we not just research it, but leverage that research? Uh, for the for the good. Yeah, absolutely. So we borrowed it. <laughs> That's right. That's, that, well, we should just do it. We borrowed the idea. <laughs> borrowed the idea. Yeah. There. yeah. In marketing, there is no. <laughs> that moment. <laughs> we borrowed folks for everybody on the call listening. In marketing, digital marketing, it's called borrowing an idea. There is not stealing. Stealing is if you copy and paste it directly with their company name and, their, and everything in it, right? But in reality, there, there's a lot of topics uh, within the industry with, with us. Many people are talking about SEO. Many people are talking about keyword research, right? So how do we leverage that data? Uh, well, let me tell you, Sean, <laughs> so our viewers can kind of see, we, we use these tools to figure out who were the players talking about SEO, right? Boom, first SEO. And then we we, we did a little more granular. Who within SEO is talking about keyword research? We want to have a, 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 a piece of content on our on our website that talks about keyword research because it's important. Our, our, uh, our clientele should know and people that are reading our stuff should know. So we went out and looked for what's ranking, right? We did a, key, a couple keyword research for, for keywords around uh, how people are putting it into Google. We found it. Then we found the top pretty much articles, right? Their blogs, the articles talking about keyword research. And we looked at, we read everything on page one. We skipped page two, three, but that's not important. Everybody on page one, those are the ones Google's wait, awarding. Wait, 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 now wait, wait, wait. There, did you just say page two? Page, <laughs> I didn't know there was a page two or page three on Google. It exists. <laughs> not a lot of people know, but it, it does exist. <laughs> So, so we focus, you need to focus on page one, right? Uh, that we call it the SERPs, right? The results, uh, one to 10, there's usually 10 on, on page one, along with all the ads, skip the ads. You're not ads are there because people are paying for them. Don't look at those. You're looking for the, the, what's called the organic uh, results. So one to 10, you read those articles. What we did, I'm just going to give you kind of a little inside baseball on what we did. We read those and we took all the top, the topics, right. Within the, the content and we put them on and we created an outline out of that. Boom. Um, and then with that, we had basically a roadmap of what people are talking about in general, right? We took a general kind of like a, a read on all this and we took our in, you know, our in-house writers and they created something very similar, but with the TRC twist. Now, how do we put a TRC twist, basically top results twist? We added some case studies, possibly some testimonials of things that we've done, some examples of how, you know, because every, even though we're all doing the same thing within keyword research, maybe we have our own strategy or opinions, right? So that's what makes it yours. So that's what the, this data that we got, we at least got a snapshot inside information of what Google's awarding, essentially kind of ranking number one. And we were able to take that data and then create our own piece of content. So we cheated in a way, right? We almost cheat because we had the answers of the test, 
We got the answer to the test and then we went and created something better. And that's basically how you can utilize that data as well. See, I knew college taught you something. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I get <laughs> research. The ahead. research and borrowing. <laughs> uh, all right. So shifting it back, because I know we could kind of keep going down that path. That might have to be another episode uh, in the future. We get a little more detailed into that. You guys let us know in the comments or shoot us over a message if you want us to do a topic, an episode around that topic right there. How to how to legally borrow your answer. And it's not very hard either. Yeah. And it's not very hard. So definitely put it in the comments. If we get enough requests, we should definitely do it. So that's a a really valuable skill, just like the coconut. (laughs) Very valuable skill. Get a video of you doing the coconut now. (laughs) Actually, when you come here in a couple of weeks, can you bring me a coconut? We'll do it right here. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Uh, All right. So moving on these last two, um, they're not as important, but they are important. And what do I mean by that? they're not as important in the case of really kind of getting you up and running because there's so many different options out there to, to just get the the ball started. However, the reason we use what you see under the CRM side and the website development side, right? When we look at why we develop TRC site, the way that we do it, I understand we're an agency and we do this for clients and there's reasons why we did it even for them, but it made sense for us as well we would want that for our own self, hence why we made the choice uh, for our clients. But on the CRM side, HubSpot, I know there's a ton of CRMs out there. And and I was just literally doing this call with our clients earlier today. And they were like, can't I do that same thing in such and such and such and such? And the answer is yes. I mean, at the end of the day, they all pretty much do the same thing. What we came to love about HubSpot is it was a one singular centralized platform that as you see, it helped with the analytics side, that quick morning cup of coffee snapshot view of some good data. It streamlined a lot of processes because everything, it's one login. <laughs> it's one platform that I pretty much live in all day long for TRC and how to help our business keep moving forward, how to support our clients, how to support leads coming in, how to handle some of the marketing side, right? So my, my advice put it out there is that my suggestion, my advice is you look at 2021 and get yourself moving. If you're on a CRM of some sort, just ask yourself, are you using it? Because at the end of the day, having it, it kind of goes back to that social comment that Roger made. Great. You got it. You set it up. You put in all that time to start that account, but you're not really using it. So what is it really going to do uh, for you? So we want to we want to get into something. And if you guys are curious about HubSpot, why HubSpot, all that kind of stuff, Happy to jump on a call, tell you a little bit more about it, show you more of it, explain why a lot of our clients are starting to love it, why we here at TRC uh, absolutely love it. And it's just going to help bring a little bit more clarity to this overall uh, picture. Uh, from the development side, website side, I know you've talked about this briefly in the past, Roger, but explain a little bit just more on the, this topic of why these resources, right? Not necessarily they got a go-to flywheel, but what is it about this stack? WordPress, flywheel, what does it do for us? What does it do for our clients? And why is this a great resource piece to let a business grow? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think this is one another area where a lot of people get lost because it's it's development, right? The development of your website, just website in general, becomes very, very challenging for for some businesses, which is understandable because um, you have a lot of choices as well. So we'll start with the, with the general stack. Um, I know on on the on the diagram there, you you guys saw Flywheel and WordPress. Uh, so Flywheel just happens to be what we utilize for our server, our hosting. Okay, so probably that's where you guys have heard hosting. You need hosting for your website. And then uh, WordPress is the software that we use to build websites. And then from there, you, you can make them very robust from there. You can add plugins, themes, things like that. So why? Why this stack? Why is it important for you to know? Well, our stack for TRC, the reason we have Flywheel and WordPress, and there's many softwares within, within that stack there, but just with that um, hosting platform with Flywheel and WordPress is because that was something that we were experts on. So number one, we had to go with software where our the majority of our team or the entire piece of our development team are experts on. You got to be very good at what you have. Um, the other thing is scalability, right? Can these platforms allow us to scale? Right. And for us, for TRC, that was a yes. Right. So there was there were certain certain things that we liked about these two platforms that give us now for you guys. Now, that's basically why we're doing this podcast. What 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 does this mean for you and what you should be looking for and why is, is hosting important? And then what type of uh, platform you use to build a website is important. OK, because there's a lot of choices out there. So, number one, let's talk about hosting. Why is hosting even important? Because you can go to something like GoDaddy, Bluehost, and you can get three, $4 hosting. So why would you pay any more money? Right? Well, why a lot of people, I get that question all the time as well. And it's like, I don't understand why, you know, uh, I'm, this company charges more than this one. I don't get it. Well, what the reason you're getting very, very, um, cheap hosting or, you know, cheap in price and, and why you can get like three, $4 hosting is because it's what's called shared hosting, right? So if you have shared hosting, you're probably sharing your hosting platform or server with a lot of other websites, which means the performance of your website, and that's key right there, the performance of your website will be low. So you pay, you, you get what you pay for. Same thing with hosting. The lower the price, most likely you're on a server that has a lot of websites. That's why they can lower the price for you, which means when someone tries to go to your website, it probably, it'll probably run fine, but once in a while, it'll have a struggle to load. Right. That's where it becomes very the user experience for your client becomes very, uh, very sketchy. And if you are running a very uh, active website and you're running campaigns and you do not want that to happen. So you need to look for good hosting. Right. So, um, so something like dedicated hosting would be good for you or like TRC. We literally put you on your little space, your little corner of hosting um, within our servers and you can run a very, a very good uh, platform or good website loading there. So your, your hosting is extremely valuable. It's also an SEO kind of check, right? In regards to uh, your, your SEO user experience that we, that we call it. So if you have a low loading website because it's on bad hosting, your SEO can suffer because Google does not want to rank websites very high to have a, a low score on user experience. So you want to make sure that you have good hosting. Now let's jump over to the, the development side. Go ahead. I just had the craziest. Uh-huh. So basically what you're saying is this shared hosting, right? Go somewhere cheap. The shared hosting is like me trying to live in the barracks when I was in the Marine Corps or a giant squad bay, 80 something guys in there. Website doesn't load. It's like trying to get into the shower, 80 guys on a squad bay, six shower heads. A little hard, right? 
exactly bring in user experience and i don't know why my mind always goes to the dating side it's like trying to date somebody living in a squad bay i gotta bring the girl over with 80 something dudes hanging out it's not gonna work out very well every moment uh for me i don't know why that just uh crazy little uh uh-huh (laughs) <laughs> just yeah I, I i think that avatar is gonna bounce sean <laughs> so that, that, that ideal that ideal client is gonna leave those barracks so absolutely that's actually a great way to put it y'all good come up with good examples i love it but yeah that's a hard concept i'm ha- i'm glad you put it in a real world scenario right because that's a hard concept that a lot of people have struggle with because they're like no they look at the dollar sign they look at a three, four dollar, and then they look at you know fifty, a hundred, two hundred dollars. They don't get it. It's like why? Well, mm, yeah, I it, want it's going to be the experience. Space, right? I want <laughs> my own space. Exactly, exactly. So that's the hosting side, right? So now let's jump to the other side. It's like now you have good hosting. Let's say you made some good choices and, and and you decided to invest in your hosting. So you have a good platform hosting. Now your next challenge is what are you going to use to build the website? Because hosting is just the foundation, right? Um, let's talk a little real estate, right? So it's like the hosting is like the plot of land. You bought, you know, prime time plot of land. Now you need to build the house, right? You need to build the house. So the, the, the fa- you know, the plot of land is your hosting. Now, everything else from the bottom, the foundation, all the way to the structure of the house is, is what you're going to utilize for to build your website. So you have a lot of options. Now, let's talk a little bit about why we chose to go with WordPress. So WordPress is now the number one platform or, or, or software to utilize worldwide to build websites because it's called open source. I'm not going to get too techie here, but the reason it's called open source is because it's, it's free. It's, it's free and it's customizable. So, and there's a lot of tools that make it integratable with a lot of different applications out there, right? So it makes it very flexible and scalable. I talked earlier, you have to have a platform that's scalable. So it's, it's, uh, it allows us, our team to do just about anything for our clients that they need, whether it's a, it's a shop, whether it's what, whatever it might be, we can literally do it with WordPress. Now your other options, let's talk about other options that are out there are something like, um, let's go with GoDaddy. A lot of people like to go with the easy quick, which is find a GoDaddy builder. So you get hosting from GoDaddy, $3 hosting, right? And then you even buy, they sell you on their on their builder, their website builder, uh, and you grab that. So that's kind of like buying mm, a condo in a building, right? You're going to be able to do some edits inside or some adjustments inside your condo. But if you want to paint the building because you don't like the color of the building, you can't do that. You got to go to the association, which most likely they'll say no, right? So when you buy something like a, pl- like a closed but what I like to call like a closed platform builder, um, then you have limitations. So the reason we don't do that at TRC is because it's going to limit what we can do for our clients. So what does that mean for you? You got to decide how, how flexible do you want to be, right? How flexible do you want to be? Think about the things that the features that you need for that website before you make a choice on what you use for a builder. Right. So, so that's a Wix is another one. Wix actually, uh, I believe it kind of offers you the entire package, right? They have hosting builder, everything. And all you have to do is pick a, a theme or a layout. Well, same thing. If you hit a roadblock where you can't do any more um, adjustments to the site or, or the website's running low and you're just not happy, you want to move away. Guess what? You're going to have to rebuild the entire thing outside. You cannot take your Wix website and take it somewhere else. That's another question you need to ask. 
can you know can I move it around? Is it flexible? WordPress allows you to do all that. So it's it's uh, it's some of those. Val- I'll kind of stop because we can keep going, right? There's a lot of different Absolutely. platforms out there. So WordPress is a custom home. Anything else is going to be kind of like a condo. You're restricted. So. Those are my two sides on that. From that, I want to I want to grow my business in 2021. Get out of the squad bay and get my yes. own place and build the custom <laughs> house. Don't buy the condo, so you can finally get a date. <laughs> right? I might land my actual avatar. Right? <clears throat> I guess that's there. You go. That's what I ended up doing because I did land my actual avatar, the one I wanted. Thankfully, Deanna kept me around. It's because I didn't bring her to a squad bay of 80 guys. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I didn't go the cheap route on getting it. So, <clears throat> all right, everybody. I know we can go forever. Uh, I just happened to look up at the the time here and uh, want to respect everybody's time. We are live every single Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific, all over Facebook and over on YouTube as well. But you can also catch the replays of every single episode. Fastest way to find them, topresultsconsulting.com. Check out the web buzz section of the website. You'll see all the different episodes, all the different pieces. More importantly, if you're interested in getting weekly tips, tricks, things into your email inbox that are going to help you, maybe you miss an episode from time to time, you want to get those directly into your inbox, just simply head over to our website and throw your email in on the different forms. Make it worthwhile. Book a time for Roger and or I or the two of us jump on a call with you and talk about your business growth needs, where you're trying to go, what digital resources do you have in place? What do you need some help with? How can TRC help you achieve more this year? That is our sole purpose. It's our sole goal. It's what we want to do is help small to medium-sized businesses just like you guys grow and scale your business and focus on what you want to do and not focus so much on how to get Google to pay attention to you. Roger wrote the book on it. Just let him do it. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Book a call. Uh, And as always, it's always fun hanging out with you, Roger, dropping massive gold bars all over the place. Uh, So thanks again for showing up this week and bringing some massive value to everybody. Likewise, man. Likewise. Uh, yeah. The, the only thing I can leave everybody with is take action. I mean, anything, right? Any of these tips that we give, just take action. Hopefully you put it in the comments. Tell us, tell us what worked, what didn't, uh, or any questions that you have. We're more than happy to help. Absolutely. And as we say every single week, until next Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific, when we go live, or until we get a chance to talk to you, here's to, our, to your success not our success your success see you guys next week here at the web buzz podcast thank you for tuning in to this episode you got value out of this share it out with your fellow business owners be sure to subscribe and follow the show reach out with any future episode topics you'd like us to discuss until the next episode here's to your success